You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hello and welcome to the JCN Clinic podcast show. I'm Jessica. And I'm Carissa. <laughs> and for a minute, I forgot who I was. Did you notice that? I totally <laughs> forgot what I usually say. It's like, you introduce yourself, you knob. <laughs> I actually thought you were doing that on purpose to just try and have a pause before the segue in or something. So anyway, <laughs> no, no, just, just, just trying to be something cool. broke in my brain. Something broke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Merry Perfect Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry yeah. Christmas. <laughs> this is our last podcast of the year. So we're a bit pumped because we're keen to have a holiday like you guys are, I'm sure. Uh, and as we have done other times of the year at this um sign off time with the podcast is we're going to dive into some of your specific queries we get every year around the festive season so Mm -hmm. essentially how to look after yourself when all of the things are going on (laughs) all of the food all of the booze all of the parties um we want to talk about what we can do to navigate that and have you feel okay on the flip side so if you're a frequent listener, you might be like, oh, she talked about this before, but there's always something new we bring to the table. And um, <laughs> we're just going to regurgitate the same stuff. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> it's going to become with a fresh lens. Uh, and I think there might be a little bit more around navigating the environment potentially this year, but we will see. So, Looking after yourself uh, at this time of year, I think the one thing that comes to mind first is that it's an extended period of time. Mm. A lot of the time with our clients, they'll be like, I've got this 40th or I've got this wedding or I've got this event on the weekend. So it's usually like one evening or it might be like a weekend away. But the thing with Christmas for most of us and the holiday season is that it tends to go for a minimum of a week to more like two to three weeks as far as like signing off from work, maybe some Christmas party stuff for work, then into Christmas itself. Then we've got that time between Christmas, Boxing Day, all the way through into New Year, where lots of people are doing so much social stuff and catching mm. up. It's an awesome time of the year. Then we've got New Year's and then there's that maybe week before you're actually getting back into work for some too. So it tends to be a lot. And I think this is where we always feel like it's a good revisit because it, it's not just one evening. So what that means is that we've got to be thinking about the additive effects of like partying hard for three weeks. And if you're coming into this time of year with wanting to look after your health and you're just like a general, like generally feel well person versus someone that has like gut issues or something you're working on with your practitioner at the clinic, 
throwing yourself into this hard will usually have you coming out the other end feeling like crap. So I think you need to pick your battles <laughs> throughout this time. <laughs> we can even say it like that. And maybe if there's one or two times over the holidays, pick those one or two events where you do want to potentially let your hair down a little bit more, whether that be about the food or having a few extra drinks or just being a bit more lax with maybe your food plan if you're following something specific so that you still have some flexibility in there, but not throwing all the caution to the wind and then going, well, I did this with this Christmas party or I ate like this on Christmas. Oh, it's all done now. I'm just going to like eat like this right through to New Year's and then I'll just get started again when New Year's Mm. kicks in. And that's where we see a lot of people come to us New Year and they're just in like a real shit show of inflammation and they feel terrible and we really can spend all of January just trying to get them back to where they were prior. So I guess, yeah, that was my first point is like, remember it's an extended period of time for most. It may not be for you, but for a lot of people, I think you would say with clients that there's lots going on. So yeah, just the way we would say if someone came to us to go back to that analogy, I've got a wedding on the weekend. It's like, it's just one day out of all the work we're doing. Like if you want to have a few things off the menu that you don't usually have, like we can, we can navigate around that. So pick your, pick your battles as such. Um, and don't go into it. Um, just kind of open slather from like Christmas Eve to (laughs) New Year's day. Yeah. I think, um, even just following on from that a hundred percent is just learn to say no. Like you don't, I know we we talk about this in every end of year podcast, but I just love exercising my right to say no. And I, (laughs) I'm so good at it, but I really, if you need your, this, if this is your sign from the universe to have permission to say no to things that you don't actually need to attend or go to, then take this right now as that, um, purely because Mm -hmm. I think everyone is exhausted coming into the end of the year. It is the home stretch as we always talk about, but as we all are, you know, it's, it's quite commonly three to four months since any of us had a, a decent time off, like holiday time off. So we're really pushing it to the finish line and all of that, which is so great. But just be really respectful of your downtime and how much you fill your calendar up. I am, a, mm. I am just so like adamant about that with my clients, my friends. I have absolutely no drama saying people, even if I commit to something and it gets closer to it and I just decide that for me, it's going to be too much. I just call it. I'm very honest about why. I'm just like my mental health is more important to me. My I'm I'm already feeling a little bit tired. I've got enough on this weekend, therefore I cannot make X event. I mm-hmm. literally did this to the girls on the weekend, like um, Lex and Steph in the <laughs> clinic, because we were all going to have a catch up. I had other things booked into this weekend, um, like a, like um, family stuff, and I just knew the thought of all of it in one weekend was giving mm-hmm. me anxiety. So I just culled and I just yeah. culled. Not saying it wasn't important to catch up with the girls. I, I'm bummed that I missed it, but I know I can catch up with them again at any time yeah. I need to. Um, but literally, I just I try and cull anything that gives me anxiety or a feeling of overwhelm when it comes to commitments. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, and I think that's I like that. Mm, it's really it, and it's easier it. said than done because a lot of people struggle with yeah. doing that and saying exactly those those two yeah 
uh, letters yeah. <laughs> in unison. And, ooh, yeah. I think it's kind of cool though. Like people are getting more respectful of no and less guilt tripping um, around it. But I think if you're someone who does have guilt trips put on you by friends or even family or anything like that about not being able to attend something, then you I'm not saying you can question your family circle. But question, <laughs> you know, friends should be really understanding of that. Like I think, I'm lucky my friend and work circle um, and family circle, they're all very understanding, but I literally just lay it out from a mental health point of view. I know mm-hmm. what I can and can't handle in terms of, you know, um, you know, social interaction, but also how much downtime I need when I'm having busy work weeks. And um, mm-hmm. my work weeks at the moment, as Jess as are, are full to the freaking brim and they are that way until, until stumps at Christmas. So mm-hmm. I know for me work at the moment and my clients and my priority and my little social things that I have this, the bandwidth to do, but anything mm. extra for me is if I can't, if I feel overwhelmed coming up to it, it's just a fuck though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And also it's off the back of what you're saying, how much you jam into that time, um, mm. which it comes definitely to saying no, but you know, when you, at the moment, everyone's talking about, oh, it's going to be great and have a holiday, have a really good holiday, have a rest. And then so often the conversation in the new year, when you talk to people is like, I'm just exhausted. That was a, it's not a holiday. I feel like I need a holiday from that. Holiday and a lot of the holiday. time it's because we've tried to do everything. And I understand mm-hmm. that the Christmas component itself with family can be full on for a lot of people. But, yeah, again, if possible, there might be other things within that time frame that you can be saying no to or asking yourself, do I really need to do all of this? Like, would it be better with the week I have after everyone's gone after Christmas instead of doing all these social events that I actually clear half of them and just have some, like, chill-out days at home and, like, watch some movies or like go to the beach like whatever it is that you want to do just like have some downtime because if you don't that's when you're coming back and you're just like I don't feel like I had a holiday yeah (laughs) like I just yeah and we've all been there that's for sure I just it's so big I'm like you these days it's one of my biggest things like I'm so excited for Christmas and having family here but I'm also just as equally excited as when everyone goes and I know that I'm going to have um, a good week that'll be just me and my time yeah Um, and just means means sparkles hey sparkles hey sparkles (laughs) (laughs) I also have a bit of a running joke like my brother and I like we love boxing day more than Christmas day Mm Because Christmas Day is always, like, I love it, but it's just so full on and it's, you know, it's great. But, yeah, and we both, like, we're sticklers for Boxing Day because that's usually when it's just now everyone's narrowed down to the core crew and it's just so much more relaxed. You're just having a couple of drinks, eating leftover food. Like, Christmas Day is just, I feel like, nuts for most people and I'm just such a cut. Like, I love Christmas Day, but I'm also, like, fucking bring on Boxing Day, man. (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk more about maybe food um and i think for a lot of our clients particularly from a gut health perspective food can be a little bit of a hard place to navigate so if you're approaching it with maybe a gluten-free lens or a dairy-free lens or maybe you're following something's a bit more low fodmap or something's a bit more like sort of SIBO diet there might be some form of restrictions that you have in place for yourself at the moment or with your practitioner 
we totally get that can make this time of year a bit harder because you are in gatherings where everyone's coming together and there's all these different foods. So this is where you again need to approach this with what is the right choice for you. And I can tell you that every client that I talk to, this conversation will look a little different, the same as with Chris's clients, because everyone's at a different point. Um, We definitely don't want to create too high of an expectations that everything has to be perfect. There has to be a little bit of give and take, but there's going to be one person that can go into this time and be a little bit more flexible with their food choices and not experience a massive flare with their symptoms versus someone else that does potentially need to be a little bit more mindful of how much they're letting the reins loose. And I feel like you need to be honest with yourself about this because you you will know yourself and whether you're, if this is just someone listening who isn't a client or clients who are listening, you know when you push the boundaries how you respond. You know how full on it is. You know how long it takes you to get over that and you know the intensity of what you're dealing with. So that's where I think it's such an individual aspect like if you decide on say Christmas day with all the food out that you want to have a piece of that pav with whipped cream and your sacrifice is that tomorrow you're probably going to be bloated and have loose bowels but 24 hours later you're going to be you're just like I know by now like I'm pretty good I'll be all right on the flip side of that versus the person that's like I want to have a piece of that pav I know it's probably going to wipe me out for like four to five days. I'm going to have no energy. I've got my kids event on this day. Like you, you, what I'm trying to paint is context. So please first and foremost, make choices based on context. And I guess if you're not sure about that, particularly if your client have conversations with your practitioner about what that looks like for you, because that's our job too, to be able to give some guidance and give you an idea Mm. of what we think think you should be able to do because we want you to enjoy yourself like I never want clients to restrict I want them to be able to have the food that is on offer and to enjoy themselves but also I come at it with my practitioner's hat of like well I also don't want you to have this massive inflammatory flare so if you're like highly reactive to gluten and I suspect like you know potentially going to have like some sort of like you know, high systemic inflammatory response, like maybe I we need do need to be a little bit more cautious. So I think how you approach food first, but then also with the food itself is, and we've talked before about how you can contribute to the food in social occasions. Mm. I feel like with family and with Christmas, usually this is like where it happens the most. We've got like whatever your traditional family spread is, there's a lot of bring a plate, bring a salad, bring this, bring that. So there's usually going to be some form of protein happening for most families, whether it's seafoods or roast meats or so forth. And that's pretty safe for most. So it might be that you choose to bring along some sort of salad or side dish that you can share with the family, but you know, that works for you and make something fun and special that you don't Mm. have all the time. Um, So think about how you can contribute. And I would also say that with a dessert, So if you feel like you want to bring something that's desserty, so when there's a dessert being dished up that you would like to have or just partake in, 
perhaps you can look at something you can bring along for yourself. And again, not just something boring like some fruit salad. <laughs> like Gelato. go and spend a little bit of money on yourself. And like if you don't like to cook, like buy something from a shop. Like go and spend a little bit of money on yourself and get something that's a little bit more special. Um, so I think contributing food and bringing it to the family situation. So you just, you don't get stuck, obviously, number one, and also you're still enjoying yourself. Um, that'd be my sort of major two points with food. But mm. yeah, anything from your side of the table, pardon the pun? No, <laughs> um, no, I love, I just love the, that's what exactly what I said to all my clients. I just bring, just contribute, bring something. If it's something that where you've got like a bit of a kitchen control freak where they don't want you to contribute to food and they want to do everything, but you feel quite adamant that there's definitely some things there that you need to mm. be able to eat, then maybe just having that conversation and just like, Again, asking us as practitioners is a great idea because we can always like, you know, coach you into how to have the conversation sometimes mm, with people in so the true. easiest way rather than saying, I'm on a low FODMAP diet. I, I need you to cater for that. Explain to them, you know, all the foods that you can have sometimes is a better approach versus giving just a blanket term of low FODMAP because not everyone's not going to know what that is. Um, same thing for gluten and stuff like that. So I think sometimes just if you are a little bit stuck with how to have those conversations with people, if you're not able to bring food, like ask us as your prackies because mm. we've got some really, we've navigated this space ourselves for fucking decades, <laughs> literally, yeah. in terms of family events and obviously helped our clients navigate this space. So we are very well versed in types of dynamics and conversations to have and how to best approach mm. them and things like that. So if you are stuck, ask us. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's kind of it on, in that space would we, and then the next thing I think would be, um, are we going to go into like just thinking around not overeating and all that kind of stuff and just looking after yourself? Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Like I think we, we do touch on this in a lot of our end of year podcasts, but again, just remembering that it is an extended space Christmas. It's not just a one-off meal where if you overeat and, you know, have a heap of different things and stuff, it's sometimes eating over a couple of days or a couple of weeks of different events and stuff. So just be mindful of what your Christmas, Christmas and New Year's space looks like. And just like, again, not saying you have to be a martyr about it, but just knowing your limitations I think is a really good idea and just knowing mm -hmm. too like just those foundational concepts that Jess and I always talk about like my Christmas lunch honestly apart from the fact that it's a lot fancier it's still very similarly balanced to a lunch that I would have mm -hmm. every day of the fucking week you know mm -hmm. yes it's probably a bit more extravagant extravagant where it's got a, a blend of proteins maybe with some seafood or some chicken and some really nice ham and beautiful salads and a bit of potato salad or gluten-free pasta salad but it's not that far removed from how I eat day to day so I think just you know keeping that in mind as well um can be really helpful of just how you know so you don't yeah kind of just eat and overeat and you know do all the things and then all of a sudden feel really shitty after a couple of days of it. I think you can still have a beautiful Christmas without going completely nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a real psychology with Christmas where people think that they have to just gorge themselves. I don't know. I know it was like that with my family that was Christmas was about just massive piled up plates mm. and just eat. I just, honestly, I used to associate Christmas when I was a kid and teenager with being 
so full that you're in pain. Yeah. <laughs> like, in pain. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And I don't, I, yeah. I'm sure that's not every family, but there is a lot of um, excessiveness about yeah. it. And yeah, you just, particularly when it's happening day after day or, you know, a couple of times a week with these social occasions, that's where it can really mm. get on top of you, whether it's just something to do with your um, trying not to, expand the waistline over Christmas too much or whether it is actually about literally pressure you're putting on your digestive system because mm. um, that's a huge amount of pressure to put on your system to be like constantly over consuming or as you were saying Rissy about just even that balance of food yeah. and and how you're putting that onto your plate um I think the other last one would be good old alcohol which we touch on every year yeah it's huge in particularly with Australia um, Australian listeners obviously over in probably New Zealand as well um, I'd be interested to hear from people listening from other countries about like how alcohol is for Christmas I guess even in the UK it'd be a big thing I mean it's it's massive they come hand in hand so yeah. it, because this is an extended period you need to apply the same lens to your alcohol consumption so if you want to choose I know for me that's what I tend to do it's like well I definitely want to enjoy some drinks with my family on Christmas and have a beautiful wine with lunch. And like, we always enjoy having a few bubbles. Um, so it'll be something like that. And then usually there'll be some time where I enjoy with my family having a couple of cocktails that we would make, but I'm going to choose my times. Um, I could very easily have that role from day to day to day because I'm not working. It's just like, Oh, Oh, it's wine o'clock <laughs> like it's really really common that it just rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls so you've got to consider that accumulation there's you will not get to the end of three weeks of Christmas of drinking every day without feeling like shit you will feel like absolute shit if you have <laughs> I love that you're like you will feel like absolute you will shit. you, you just drink for three weeks oh my gosh yeah 100%, 100%. you can kid yourself and say that you won't but you oh. will it's and also if you have health issues and you do that every single day like you're just asking for trouble like it's yeah. so much more inflammation it's so that, that, that as a causative factor mm. so well an additive factor I should say so just think about how much you're having um, and then also if you've got particular health concerns that are gut-based Often what we'll do with our clients, we've actually got a post going up on it. Actually, by the time this goes up, it's probably beans. You can go and look at our socials about alternative alcoholic beverages. So um, we get that people are still going to drink. We're not going to expect everyone to not drink. Mm. But also it might be like, well, what could I have instead? So I, I know that I've got all these gut issues. Is there some drinks that I can have that would be better for me absolutely absolutely, absolutely. I don't know I feel like every year again like this is a smashed out question I feel like every client at this time of year it's like the same thing so we'll often recommend um, some lower sugar options and some lower sort of fermented drinks like things that haven't got like beer and wine or uh, usually mm. what we're trying to steer clear of a lot of that so we're looking at alternatives but um, again, go and go and have a look at the socials post because there's some really good ideas on that because you can definitely see a difference where when you do decide to have some drinks and having those particular drinks with gut issues, how much better you'll feel the next day and the days to follow mm -hmm. from drinking alcohol that you know upsets you. And you, the people 
listening know this. Like if you have those types of gut issues or histamine reactivity, you know exactly what we're talking about, how absolutely crap you feel the next day just from like a glass of wine versus like how we can use other drinks. Am I being Mm. nasty not mentioning the drinks and trying to tell people to go to the (laughs) socials? Should we talk (laughs) about some of those drinks? Or should we make them go to the socials? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I don't know, Jess. <laughs> What's one of, well, okay. I put my, I did this social post guys. So receive what come, what are some of your favorites for people? Like, are, are, are you like talking, to, are you talking like alcoholic alternatives or non-alcoholic yeah, No, no, no. Alco- like still containing alcohol. Oh, okay, actually, yeah, okay. yeah. There's alcohol alternatives for sure. But yeah, if someone's so. like, I would still like to have a drink. Yeah, what's cool. a better option for me? particularly yeah. with my gut issues and 100%. sensitivities. <laughs> my clients love me for this because if they, I'm like, if you have gut issues, obviously like just mentioned the wines, beers, ciders, they obviously can be so aggravating for your histamine and sibo people and, you know, candidary people. I'm like, have a margarita. <laughs> so go for your clean spirits, a good quality vodka, a good quality tequila, Obviously, don't overindulge because now we're in the spirit space. But I find, like, for me, one of my clients was just so happy because not that she's a big drinker, but she wants to be able to have a drink or two drinks Mm. with her partner. And because she's been going through all this gut stuff, and it's just, I recommended a margarita to her, and she Mm. literally had two of them. And the next day, for the first time in so long years, I think she said she actually felt good after it mm. having you know as opposed to drinking wine and all those things that stir yeah. you up so i'm like clean spirits soda water stay the fuck away from sugars and sugar additives yeah. um that's there's some of my classics like a yeah. vodka soda i know gin's on there i'm not a gin drinker so i always forget to recommend it but like a vodka soda and lime or a good clean margarita i think are my top picks mm. just interrupting the show for a moment guys to tell you about our revamped real food reset plan This is one of our most popular plans that you can purchase on our online shop on the website. It's been designed by clinical nutritionists and it provides a two week rotational seven day plan that we encourage you to follow for a minimum of four weeks. All of the recipes are delicious. They are macronutrient balanced and essentially this is about helping you navigate the overwhelming task of getting started with eating whole foods. There's loads of veggies, fiber, whole grains, proteins, omega-3s, all of those big areas that we talk to you about a lot on the podcast and within JCN. So it's really about getting those beautiful nourishing foods into you, supporting your natural detoxification, getting your energy up, supporting digestion, and even that brain and mental clarity. So If you'd like to try The Real Food Reset, we recommend jumping onto the website. It's only $39.95, which we think is pretty crazy, but we love the idea of this as a Kickstarter or a taste of what we do at JCN. Or maybe you're a client who's just like, yeah, I'd love some more recipes, or I'd like to play around with a little bit more structure for a while with a plan. This is for you. So again, head to jessicacox.com.au to our online shop and get your copy of the Real Food Reset Plan today. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, mine are on the tile. Go look at the tile, guys. <laughs> <laughs> While you're there, follow. <laughs> you know what I think is actually fucking cool since we probably did this last year is the non-alcoholic wine space and oh, yeah. beer space has really exploded over the last 12 months. Yeah. And I think I am really loving that space as someone who is actively trying to consume less alcohol in any way, shape, or form. And I absolutely love having a drink, but I know that, you know, it's not, I'm definitely someone who can't drink for, have three days in in a row of having afternoon drinks and stuff like that. It affects my digestion, it affects my mental health, it affects my energy. So for me, what I'm really trying to be tap into is what are these other social alternatives that don't taste like fucking shit, artificial sweetener or whatever. And um there's some really good stuff like i'm gonna give it this isn't probably this could actually be our recommend my recommendation i was gonna say we should we make these our recommendation yes I've got a okay few too. yeah okay <laughs> well i'm gonna say mine because i am loving the altina wine variety um it's a l t i n a i think i've done a post mm. about them on socials okay. but i can book, do another one if anyone wants just send me um a dm on instagram and i can flick you their their instagram page and stuff mm-hmm. they're non-alcoholic wines they're very botanical if that mm-hmm. if that's way to describe them so they don't have any of this the sweeteners and stuff added which i think is what really turned me off about a lot of the stuff in Coles and Woolies, even though they were good as a starting point because we mm. didn't really have much else to compare them to, the market has just gone gangbusters now, just even the thought of having some of those more stevia or erythritol sort of sweet yep. stuff. You can only have one or two and you're done, whereas these yep. wines are de-alcoholized, de-alcoholized, um, and they are – they look – I've had a couple that actually taste like wine, which is cool, which is interesting because I'm not a wine drinker. Mm. But I like these because they don't have the effects that wine has on me. <laughs> so, yeah. so you get these beautiful bottles. There's like a rosé. There's um, something that tastes – There's a they do a Shiraz, which to me is um, – it's it's almost more like it's uh, very light. I wouldn't say it's Shirazi. But, again, just they're quite florally, but they are very nice um, alternatives. They come in a nice bottle. So, like – what I love about it is that if you're someone who knows that the booze will be starting at 11 a.m. on Christmas Day and you know that it's probably not going to finish up till 9 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night, which is typically like what our family day sort of looks like, um, and some people will drink for the duration of that, some people won't. It just depends obviously on the dynamic. But for me, I would love to start the day with something like one of these. Even if I have a glass of bubbles to start off with, then I switch onto soda water and these non-alcoholic wines at least I still feel like I'm doing something I know it's psychology and I don't give a fuck but I'm not sinking (laughs) piss all fucking day and waking up boxing day feeling like shit and then I can just have a couple of beers in the afternoon or a vodka soda or something like that depending but that's definitely my trend that I've been doing a lot with stuff and I'm absolutely loving it and it's really working because I don't feel like I'm missing out in air quotes but I still got this nice sexy bottle of something that I can pour into a wine glass and it you know it tastes Mm -hmm. it tastes pretty good and it's low calorie so low calorie guys which I love not having a whole bottle of wine and consuming 20,000 calories I think (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so it is though right like even some of the um even some of the other things like some of the non-alcoholic beers and stuff I look at them and I'm like I'm not gonna I know I'm not about calories but also I'm not gonna consume that level of calories for something Mm. that's just 
Like yeah. if I'm going to get yeah. for me, it's, it's, it's gotta be a good trade off. Like I don't mind the calories that come in beer because it's beer and I fucking love beer, but I'm not going to drink non-alcoholic beer. That's higher in calories than my normal beer. <laughs> it, tastes <like> shit. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like shit. Like I have all these rules around what I'm doing here. So I'd rather just drink fucking soda water. But some of these, <laughs> some of these wines. So the Altina brand is the brand that I'm really loving at the moment. Um, just for something bottles are sexy mm. they've got all these different varieties so yeah again it's a little bit botanical and florally so it may not be your cup of tea but i don't mind that because it's just something nice with some ice i've been adding some fresh fruit to them um they look sexy in a glass so that's my love it love it love it yeah well i've got i've got a there's a few of them but the one the main one is interestingly a wine too um my sister put me onto it i'd never heard of them called tread lightly so these still are, this is kind of grazing the edges actually. So it still actually does have alcohol in it, but it's a low alcohol, like significantly okay, cool. low. So they do a bubbles, a rosé and a pinot that I've had. And I was so shocked at how nice they were um, mm. as a bit of a wine snob. I feel like the pinot is probably the one that... A lot, like I still enjoy them all. Probably the Pinot is the one that I'd put third, but the Bubbles and the Rosé in particular. And just to give context, when I was at my sister's a few months ago for my nephew's birthday, we were drinking the Bubbles um, and just having a champagne flute throughout the party. So maybe over like four or five hours, like we had one and we're just sipping away, but it was like topped up. We would have easily have had, um, a half bottle between us and then maybe we had a bit of the rosé as well I the whole day felt nothing from just sipping away on that whereas oh. if I was usually drinking bubbles I would know it within like quarter of a glass of like whoo you can feel yeah. that feeling yeah. like yeah. it's it's so low that like yeah it's that ability to metabolize and break down the alcohol is so much more effective so the good thing about them too is because I've also dabbled with a lot of non-alcoholic wines and I just, I don't like the flavor. I think there's, I've got a whole load of non-alcoholic champagnes or sorry, um, bubbles that, mm. um, yeah, I haven't really had any of those that I was massively a fan of, but these are particularly good. And I think for Christmas, particularly the bubbles and the rosé with like a hot summer day, really, really yummy. I'm going to um, check them out. This is what I worry good. about with like, well, this is what I worry about with the Altina is I feel like someone like you who is, who actually drinks, I'm see, I'm not a wine drinker. So yep. for me that, but I feel like I gave, I gave one to my cousin and she, she was like, which was, definitely was definitely a, um the lesser flavored of all of them. And she is a wine drinker. She's pregnant at the moment though. So I, when we had our family thing last week, I said, I've got this non-alcoholic wine. Do you want to try it? And she's just like, what does she call it? She had this really funny name for it. But anyway, I was just something like bullshit wine. Or something. <laughs> she's, but anyway, but she didn't mind it, but yeah, she is a wine drinker. So I don't know how you, like someone who like you who is a wine drinker might drink this and be like, it's, you know, it's definitely not even close to wine. Um, but I want to try the ones you're talking about. I am keen if anyone's got any good non-alcoholic beers for me to try. Like there's a lot of brands I haven't tried. I tried the Great Northern alcohol free and I wasn't mm -hmm. a fan, but I do like normal Great Northern if it's on tap, but I haven't tried any of the better beers or anything like that yet that are quite trendy. So I'd be keen to, if anyone's got any good non-alcoholic beer recommendations that aren't 
crazy mm. calories that you know or bloaty i would be keen to try them yeah there you go mm. guys let us know <laughs> um, you're like it. you're the, like the wine connoisseur i'm like the beer connoisseur yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> like a, like it has to be a specific taste otherwise i'm like not doing yeah it. <laughs> i still also love seed lip seed lip have been around for a long time and they're like a botanical completely alcoholic free mixer and I, I the only thing for me with seed lip is that i like it strong so if I had like a, um, a sort of standard glass, you would serve, say, a gin and tonic in, I'm almost like a third to half of it. I want seed lip and then yeah. I'll top it with some tonic or some soda. Um, that I love because you get like the real flavor of all the botanicals. Whereas if mm. you do like a shot pour, it just, I don't know, you, I feel like you just can't get it. But that's it's it's pricey. You pay for it. But then again, like it's something special to have over that time frame um and it's so nice like yeah just really strong with lots of ice and you can have three or four of them easily in a row before I find I get sick of the flavor because they aren't too sweet and you're not drinking as you were saying like some of the naked life stuff that's been around for a while now like I don't mind them but you there's so much other sort of like your xylitols and stevias and stuff yeah. in them you have one or two of them and it starts and to turn done. your stomach you're like, yeah, oh, I agree. No, I actually I get a bit headachey from it. Yeah, I get a bit headachey from it as well. Like all those artificial, even though I know they're natural art, it's not like it's not yeah. like bloody aspartame, but still, yeah, I agree with you. It's just it's just a bit too much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Wonderful. We did it. We did it. We did it. Well, we hope like. If you guys, again, have been long-term listeners, I'm sure there was some extra pearls in there, particularly even with our recos. So hopefully you've taken something from there. But thank you so much for listening to the podcast this year and we'll hope that you'll be joining us next year when we start up again. It's been a pretty enjoyable crazy fast year once again like it's kind of blowing my mind and we really hope that you guys have a nice break and take on board what we said at the start of this podcast like please just have some downtime recharge everyone needs it so badly um just yeah say use chris's no <laughs> a <Yeah>. few times <laughs> fuck no if you need to yeah, yeah if it needs to be extra direct so you come back nice and fresh anything you want to say rissy um yeah i just think have a wonderful break thank you to everyone who does tune into our podcasts um we love that you guys listen I've got some I had some really nice feedback over the last couple of weeks just from clients with our podcast and even some new clients coming through that have been listening to us for a while so thank you to everyone that does listen to our podcast and Jess and I like appreciate you guys from the bottom of our hearts we we're not huge sharers of a lot of stuff apart from clinic based and educational based stuff on social media this is definitely where we have our our, our space and our platform more so than social media so thank you yeah thanks for just sticking with us if you're a long-time mm -hmm. listener and welcome if you're a new listener and next year's going to be fun we've got some guests lined up so we are pumped you're still going to get the lack of organization that comes with all of our podcasts <laughs> where we decide the day of what we're podcasting but we might add some more structure next year but let's be honest we probably fucking won't um we'll just get <laughs> You'll just get whatever's on our mind on the day. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, hope everyone has an amazing Christmas. It's been a big year. Um, it's been a big year for a lot of people in so many ways. But I think everyone, yeah, just chill the fuck out, have a good time, enjoy yeah. yourselves, and we'll see you guys in 2024.
Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Merry Christmas. And we love you heaps. And we'll see you in 2024. Merry Christmas. Bye.